1: Welcome to episode 126 of a Good Talk Spoiled Golf Podcast. I'm James Richardson, I'm delighted to be back for 2017 with Barry O'Hanrahan. Hey, Barry.: Hey, James, good to be back.: Yeah, it's nice it's been a while. And um, for anybody who wants to get in contact with us, we're on Twitter, our handle is a good Talk golf, and the email is a good at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, hear what your plans for 2017 are. So uh, I suppose Barry, it's been quite a while since, I think early to mid-November since we were last recording a podcast about golf. and uh, I had
0: to look it up, it has been, I knew, I knew it was November, I had to look it up for how long it's been the 8th of November.
1: 8th of November, well it's uh, well, it's nice to be back and uh, we'll be back now each week hopefully with uh, without any hiccups all the way through 2017 looking at the, the highs and the lows of both our game and uh, the Professionals. So look, let's let's start with our own game. And um, since November, very briefly, have you been playing? Um,
0: no, not really. But I kind of planned to do that throughout the season. Um, when we got when I got to that kind of stage of the year, um, my thoughts were to give myself a break from the game. Just if I decided to go out and play a round of golf here or go to the range there, I didn't go to the range. But you know, the odd round of golf, I was happy to play throughout the winter, but. Um, ultimately, I wasn't going to be playing week on week or multiple times a week like we have been uh, or like we regularly do. So, and it was kind of nice. Um, it was nice at the break, and now when you have that break from something, and um, the fire builds within to to go back to it. And um, you know, early January was feeling all great. You know, a couple of weeks I kind of had it in my head, first of February, I'm going to really kick into it, and uh, then um, well, I suppose we'll, we'll, we'll get let's, on to that and
1: talk about why why. We're we're not able to play at the moment, or certainly not able to play on our home course. So there's been a slight development in Glen of the Downs since uh, November. It's most and, people. Uh, the last time I played, uh, the 29th of December and then the week after. And a couple of weeks ago, we found out that liquidators had been appointed over the golf club and the course and various other bits. And we won't go into the legalities of it. But the gates are shut at the moment, mm-hmm. and so there's no golf in Glen of the Downs. And, gates um, are shut,
0: liquidators appointed, so the process is happening to liquidate the, the golf club. And I guess we, we just have to kind of sit
1: around and wait and see what, uh, what if anything, rises from the ashes of it. So I suppose just for the purpose of people who might be kind of scratching their heads listening to this and going, but sure, surely it's a members club, so how has it gone into liquidation? The, the structure of Glen of the Downs wasn't uh, like an old school members club, it's, uh, it was basically a company that ran the, 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 the actual golf club mm-hmm. itself, and that's what's gone, and we were members of that company, and the company has gone into liquidation. So unfortunately, um, that's why, in case anybody's kind of wondering, eh, members club gone into liquidation, bit strange. That's unfortunately why it's gone in. Hopefully, as you say, the course is being maintained Mm. and hopefully the gates will reopen, but it looks that more likely that 2017 we'll be talking more in this section about other golf courses. um, And we have to make decisions as to where we might be playing our golf in 2017. Uh, so any suggestions? Any solicitation, we're open <laughs> to that as well. <laughs> yeah, a, a good talk golf um, is the Twitter handle. Let us know, uh, especially people in around Dublin and uh, kind of Kildare, Wicklow, any suggestions golf courses that we might try and uh, join for the next year and you, you sort of took a winter break as well it was kind of half planned half injury
0: based but it it, it happened and you did take a break it, it was always of-
1: planned uh, I was always intending to take the break I decided that I was going to try uh, sailing over the winter break um, and then after the first week nothing to do with sailing I ended up uh, tearing my PCL which is the equivalent of your ACL but at the back of your leg Uh, back at the knee, and that has pretty much kept me out of any sports until uh, late February, early March. Now, I've been slowly back after the physio, but it was more of a um, uh, longer layoff than I was expecting. I was kind of aiming to be back. Now, I have gone back playing a little bit on Wednesdays up in Carton, just in the driving range, just doing a bit of chipping and putting, which uh, doesn't involve full movement of the knee. But, yeah, it's it's a bit frustrating because myself and mark had sat down kind of last summer and we kind of started talking about what we wanted to do this winter but um at the same time similar to what you're saying i think a lot of people who take this kind of time off over the the the, the winter the fire starts getting a little bit Mm. uh bigger in the belly and you know you do start to miss it and you kind of go okay no do you know what i will go to the driving range on a manky kind of thursday night in the middle of january because you do want to go out and hit some golf balls and just get some fresh air.
0: Yeah, it's not out of habit anymore. It's out of uh, an eagerness or a want to go do it. And I, I know that this happened to me through, I used to do it, I still do it for temp and bowling, which I play um, all the time. But I summer was my time off from that. But by the beginning of August, I was starting to think about it again. I was you know, checking websites and I, I was all ready to go for the end of August when the, the season, I suppose, proper start again so I mean that was kind of the inspiration for me wanting to take a break from golf this uh, over this winter and hey it's uh, it worked great up <laughs> but for the gladden downs problem um which actually kind of almost triggered me to want to play even sooner than I had planned which was like the first
1: of February for my proper pre-season beginning so but you but- want to be able to hit the ground running when the when the the handicap season starts <clears throat> you want to be able to kind of you don't want to spend two or three weeks getting up to speed uh, I spoke to Mark back in, in December when, when I got the, the news on the knee that there was going to be problems and I was going to have to manage it a lot more carefully over the well, the rest of my life on it. But we we actually talked about how this was a perfect opportunity to do other things around golf, to read about it, look at all videos, you know, look at how the pros, you know, strategy around golf courses and, you know, if they're gonna miss they wanna miss short left because the, the, the flag is back right, you know, to give them all of the chances. So we've kinda of done work that isn't necessarily course based, which might actually be interesting to see how that kind of comes to fruition during the season. Um might be a whole lot of shite and you might have just said it to make me feel better. But um
0: could we'll work a, with it a for a little the column A, a
1: little column B and that that's what that stuff's always good to have in
0: mind and it's then it's about getting our games to like that Sort of place where we have that ability to that our misses can be in those zones. Um, I know our misses aren't always as controllable as we'd like them to be, but if we can kind of up the level a tiny bit and, and make those misses easier up and down for ourselves, that, I suppose that's the that's one of the steps to the next level of uh, or on a lower handicap and better golf.
1: Well, that that's it, I suppose. U- ultimately, the season is is now. You know, we're in twenty seventeen. Thankfully, this is the last day of January, which seems to have been a very long month. Um, spring depending on what part of the United Kingdom, Irish, British Isles that you're on depends on it starts tomorrow or March but um, we're getting a little bit better weather we're getting a little bit longer nights and uh, we're kind of seeing the end of that dull December, January so it it gets exciting now and the golf on TV which I suppose we're going to turn and look at now is just getting better it feels like the season, I know the, the US do the wraparound season but they still really take a break. 2017, you know, the yeah. Farmers Insurance last week, that kind of feels like the start of the, the, the season. It feels like the big players are coming back yeah. slowly. Some weeks they're there, some weeks they're not. But you're starting to see a lot more of the top 50, top 20 players in the world playing, which is great. I mean, look, it's, we're, we're just about, well, like you said, we're into February tomorrow.
0: <laughs> the Masters is just around the corner. It, it races up on you. And so these guys, more so than we have to get their games in shape so it is it's go time now for them and that's why you see them popping up and tiger putting in four weeks out of five and um, but we'll get on to that in a second just thanks to everybody who's tweeting in and asking were we dead or did we fall out we haven't fallen out even though we still abuse each other as much as we can and um, mark Sheehan asked if we still golf i hope that answers your question mark uh, we're just on a bit of a pause for the moment but we're getting back into it and uh, hopefully we'll find ourselves a home club as well in the near future um, Joe Abbott asked how good John Ram can be, we will deal with that a little bit later when looking back at the Farmers Insurance Open, um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think our instincts and a lot, the instincts of a lot of the uh, commentators on TV say he could be very very good, um, he was seriously impressed we'll go through that a little bit later. Um, the, I guess the idea now we kind of missed our opportunity to do a, an end of year review, but what we're going to do is do a sort of a season preview with a little bit of a look back on what happened last year but mostly looking forward to to what we want to see this year and what we hope to see and uh what we're excited about. So I guess the, the first one that kind of comes on our calendar is the Masters.
1: In terms of majors, yeah, like we've got a few of the WGCs that that come in before that, but yeah, the, the first one and I suppose the one that kicks off for everybody is the Masters and it's certainly you know, feels like that. that's the real, real start of the golfing season. Mm. Um, the uh, Danny Willard obviously defending the Jordan Spieth meltdown. You know, that's going to be interesting to see how he deals with that because throughout the season, you can kind of put that to one side and people won't talk to Jordan mm. Spieth after a couple of weeks about it because it's another tournament, it's another place, it's more but it's going to have to be brought up at the press conferences and the lead-up. How is it going to affect him? What does he feel the first time he goes back down towards those holes? And Rory had that a few years back when he had the competition in, in his hands in the back nine on Sunday. It obviously affects everybody differently. Do you think that somebody like Jordan Spieth, you know, when he gets back to the masters, surely for a guy of that ability, he's just gonna laugh it off and Mm -hmm. you know, he'd nearly be better kind of going back and just nearly doing a hoodoo dance on the area and just kind of make a joke of it and move on.
0: He has gone back there and hit a bunch of shots and played the twelfth a few times and tried to ex exercise the demons or excise the demons. I just I don't know, that's a serious mental scar. I just don't think that's like a that's like an injury, you, just, you, you can always feel it there even when it's recovered, it's just something that doesn't go away, and if you can deal with it and if and when you can deal with it, you are mentally stronger for it, but that thing is always there in the back of your mind, just that little bit of doubt, and that'll be with him for the rest of his life, as I'm sure Rory's meltdown on the 10th, when, or on the back nine, beginning of the 10th, that, those things stick with you, Like that's a huge thing to deal with. But it's just it's how they, how they how they deal with it and can they get through it that but shows I, how strong a character and how, how strong their
1: personality is. And and we're also looking at Jordan Spieth in, in 2017 as kind of bouncing back from not a particularly great 2016. But then when you have the lofty heights of 2015, it's yeah. always going to be very difficult to, to maintain that. That's the thing, if you take 2015 out of it and have a look at his 2016... Damn good year for a professional golfer. Like. I suppose when you, you make the rod for your back, it's it's sometimes hard unless <laughs> maybe your name is Tiger or Jack or somebody like that to be able to kind of keep that level of consistency. Yeah. Um, I suppose when we talk about Rory and we talk about the Masters, we talk about this is the first one. And all of the players' schedules are so geared towards Masters and, and all of the Majors. Rory's currently injured, played through an injury to the ribs down in South Africa, mm. coming up just short in the playoff a few weeks ago. Um, was planning on playing this week in, in um, Dubai, isn't playing because of the injury. Will that affect his, you know, he's talking maybe kind of four weeks out, five weeks out? Obviously he'll be in the gym, I'm sure we'll see it on Twitter and on Facebook and all of the product placement that goes with that, but... When we get to when he gets closer to the Masters, do these weeks, you know, being out, is this the worst time for a player like Rory to be, to be out injured, when he wants to just work on something or work to hit the ground running in the lead up to the Masters? But you know what, I, I like what he's
0: done. He's spun it in a positive way. You know, he's taken the best out of the situation and says, "Do you know what?" I can work on my short game. That's going to be great for me in 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 the Masters. I might not have spent as much time on my short game, but now I have to do it. So let's use that to, and my to advantage. be fair.
1: <laughs> of all of all areas, maybe spending a lot of time on the putting green might be exactly what he needs for 2017.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, we all know when he gets a hot putter, it's great. But I'd say he'd look to up his regular level of consistency with it. And this is a great opportunity to take you know take advantage of it. But do the best in the situation he's. Um, With the hand he's been given. All all of this goes back to Nike exiting the the club and ball market. Because Rory's injury was as a direct uh, result, or he believes it to be a direct result, of how much equipment he was testing. And how many drivers he was hitting, and how many irons, and how many balls he was hitting. And he said that his muscles got tired, his bones kept moving, but when his muscles got tired, they gave up, and the bones took the brunt of... But well, in fairness, that's not,
1: Tiger, that's not Nike leaving. That's him overdoing it in the practice well, yeah, but, area. But, no, but my point is, new he, clubs.
0: my point is, he would not have done that had Nike not exited the club market.
1: Well, to play devil's advocate for the moment, oh, I didn't know we were going to talk about this. So, uh, but is that you know for all of the people around Rory? Was it wise to allow him to hit eighty-four million balls? You know, over however Christmas. many cupboards? Now, all these guys, obviously, they hit thousands and thousands yeah. of balls every day, every week. We know that, but should there be for all of the multi-million pounds that these guys are playing for, should somebody not nearly be counting how many? You know, Rory, you've had your you've had your lot today. You know, we need to as conditioning, we need to keep you you know, walk away or go off, come back and we'll see how you're feeling in an hour's time and yeah, you can do I, I, some more. In hindsight, absolutely, of course, but you know, it's
0: I can understand, you know, somebody who hasn't wasn't able to somebody at his level who wasn't able to touch other gear from other manufacturers for years and all of a sudden was given the keys to the candy store with no security cameras on of course he's gonna go nuts like he I'd say he was loving it, just trying all these things, smashing their drivers as hard as he can to see what see what the maximum limits of these uh, of this equipment was. So it's understandable he, he overkilled it.
1: Maybe he felt fine at the time and it was just something that built so, up. So does it affect his him masters? Where of all of all tournaments, of all majors, this is the one that we'll all be talking about in the weeks before. Can Rory do the Grand Slam? Can mm-hmm. Rory get the Masters? Did he miss his opportunity a few years ago? We're all going to be talking about that. So this injury, will it affect him or is it just a case of wait and see?
0: Early call. Blessing in disguise. He gets to work on a short game and sharpen that to a samurai sword. Before Augusta, so long as there's no further delays in him coming back, and he gets four or you know two or three tournaments, four or five weeks
1: of full health before the Masters, I think he's going to be in great shape. Uh, Justin Johnson, there or thereabouts in pretty much every tournament uh, since coming back from his um, <coughs> layoff, um, it, uh, it it certainly since seems fatherhood, James, si- yeah, changed, fatherhood, yeah, right. fatherhood, um, and white dresses. Obviously, gets the U.S. Open, first major. Could pretty much, I think, be in most people's uh, top six to win, you know, or to finish in the top six in every one of the next four majors this In year. any tournament, the guy uh, is a beast at the moment. He certainly doesn't seem to be able to put a foot wrong. Is he the one that, when we talk about Jordan and we talk about Rory and we talk about a few others, really is Dustin now the one to beat because he is so consistent that, like, if you're beating Dustin on most weeks, you're going to be in the top two or three, and is that the person you need to be keeping an eye on through 2017? He's got he's got to have one of the
0: big targets on his back, yeah, for you
1: to keep an eye on when you're in the field. It's just
0: his game has just reached another level, and a lot of that goes back to him changing his ball flight from a draw to a fade, and working really really hard on his wedge game with a TrackMan to control to improve his wedge game, and all that hard work has paid off. He's put the He's done the right things and he's worked hard on his game. It's just it's fantastic and the consistency level is um, it's really impressive. And we all know his record. He's he's won more years in a row on tour than anybody else now uh, currently. So um, yeah, he's uh, he's phenomenal to watch when he's in full flow and uh, his his U.S. Open. The way he dealt with that whole shit storm last year with the U.S.G.A. and the rules and the doubt over whether he's going to get a penalty or not. I mean.
1: The way he handled that and just went on and grabbed that tournament was um, was seriously impressive. And yeah. ultimately that now has has been rectified. It's hopefully not going to raise its head again. Henrik Stenson, um, obviously we all know on this podcast, and I think everybody around the world who has ever listened to this podcast knows how much you're a fan of Henrik Stenson.
0: So get ready for 40 minutes of Barry talking, <laughs> no, Which will be on another that. podcast, yeah. which you can
1: download at another time. Um, Henrik Stenson, obviously a great victory last year at the open championship any chance of being able to add to that or is it a case of any given week we'll just have to see you know a bit like danny willett would danny and and, and henrik be somebody that you'd put down as one of the four major winners again in 2017 danny willett will never win another major i said that last year and yeah. he's all laughed at me but anyway no apart from I, that,
0: I don't think so um stenson's in another class altogether from willett and i don't think you can disagree with that as long as he stays fit and healthy i think he's got a chance over the next few years to pick up another couple of majors he's got a phenomenal game the pros can't shut up talking about how he's the best ball striker out there and how his clubs hitting a ball make a completely different sound to anybody else's and if he's got his ball striking match with a a, good, a decent week for putting he's lethal and you saw what he did he set a scoring record in the Open Championship himself and Phil put on one of the greatest sporting shows I've ever seen forget just golf I thought that Saturday and Sunday was beyond mesmerising and I, the fact that I'm a massive Henrik Stenson final side I think I would have just enjoyed that just as much I thought it was absolutely sensational and I think in years to come we will be looking back on that as one of the the best kind of head-to-head duels in golf
1: of, of all time. I, I know we're we're kind of running through a lot of people, but I suppose this was the idea of tonight, was just to kind of talk generally about 2017. Phil Nicholson, um, you know, we always expect magic from Phil. Um, are we seeing very much the other side of the plateau of of Phil? Um, do we think that the the... The new generation of lads, you know, the the Dustins, the Rorys, the Matsuyamas, the Speets. Is, is Phil Gus going to be below them pretty much regularly, especially at the, the majors? Or do we see Phil being able to compete at the top table again in 2017?
0: He's I was watching him a little bit now the last couple of weeks, and his game is very loose at the moment. But it was... If I remember correctly, he was sort of similar at this early stage last year. The stuff was a bit wild, and as the weeks got went on, he uh, his misses were tightening in and tightening in and tightening in. And, you know, when he's on, he's great, and I just think he has that kind of youthful exuberance in him that knocks years off his actual physical age. And his he there was a great. Um, uh, there was a podcast with Phil Nicholson there recently. Um, I will remember who he was with in a second, and it was a really good listen about about an hour long show. And he's he's got a target of making the Ryder Cup team in the uh, in twenty eighteen in France, so he's motivated and yeah, he's um, he's awesome to watch. Who doesn't love Phil Nicholson?
1: And I think that's for him, perhaps compared to other guys who you know are getting on in age, that the crowd will drag Phil along because of the fact that everybody just is such a fan of his just going to go
0: back to that it's Alan Shipnook on golf.com guys you need to go check out that podcast so Alan Shipnook is launching his own kind of little platform in, un, in behind the golf.com umbrella but he sat down with Phil Mickelson and it's an hour long podcast but it's a phenomenal listen and uh, highly recommend it
1: and Barry's going to tweet that link uh, a good talk golf.
0: I will. I will. I will. Do, I'll do it tomorrow after I've tweeted the links to our show. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, just generally, you don't have to tweet the whole link; just the name. And um, let's look down. I suppose Jimmy Walker, one of the nice guys on tour and um, PGA champion. Um, Jimmy is that kind of funny one for me, who could go either way. He could end up contending at pretty much, you know, all of the majors or a few of the majors, and might sneak another one this year or win another one, or. He's just so content that he has one now that we might never see him again in that winner's circle. And I suppose Mm. I want to be very careful what we're saying here. We're really talking about majors for these guys Mm. rather than, I think Jimmy Walker could go out any weekend. We know that Dustin or Henrik Stenson could go out on any tournament in the main part of the tour and win anywhere in the world. We're really looking at just the kind of the, the the big four, rather than our big five, if we include the players in it, sure, yeah. rather than necessarily a certain open or anything sure, like sure. that. Jimmy Walker, I could see him either just embracing twenty seventeen as a major winner, or just being so happy that he has one that he just doesn't give a shit. John, he's on the right course. He can definitely compete, and he was. Everybody expected
0: him to falter last year with Jason Day on his heels, and. You know, right down to the end when Jason Dane stuck that two iron from about two hundred and fifty yards onto the eighteenth green and made the Eagle to force Walker to really finish out the tournament, he really stood up to it you know and he showed he had the game and the balls to kind of get it over the line and and, and that was for his first major as well It was a really impressive performance wasn't the most exciting tournament to watch now, but um the pJ championship has had its moments over the last few years that one wasn't so great um I think because there wasn't as many people in really tied to the leaderboard. But, um, you know, he's, he hasn't sat in his uh, laurels. He was, you know, pretty impressive over in Hawaii. He's gone for a shorter uh, shaft than his driver to tighten up his driving stats. So he's looking to improve without making Padraig Harrington-esque changes. He's just trying to get his game a little bit more fine-tuned. So it, it's going to be hard for him to... It's going to be hard for him to win a major this year. It's hard to win a major any year. So, um, but it wouldn't surprise me to see him in contention. He's
1: got a, he's got a good game. Let's look at uh, I suppose a few others that obviously didn't win last year, either came closer or, or not. Jason Day, world number one, um, just continuing where he left off. Really through twenty sixteen, can't see that twenty seventeen is going to be, you know, any different. He's got to be there or thereabouts in pretty much every tournament, both major and non major that mm. he plays in. We look at some of the Matsuyama world number five now, a guy who's always just kind of every time we get to a to a major, we think this is one for him, and then he just kind of falls away over a day or two days, and you kind of go, oh, really? Yeah, Yeah. you know, Matsuyama, really, you couldn't get it over again. I
0: I think he's taken a little step up though in class um, with that. Just savage run of uh, wins and uh, the second place that he went on there over the last couple of months. That was that was just schooling, and uh, it shows what kind of level he can get to when he's really on form. And if he can if he can time his preparation right for one of the majors, then he he can do that exact same. He can put in that exact same performance in a major. And um, it's really it's amazing what's happening. The, the way golfers seem see to be holding their form for three, four, five weeks, but. Not only playing well, they're capitalising it in getting multiple wins. So there was Matsuyama, you know, Justin Thomas there with his back-to-back weeks was that, that was just sensational golf he played, and including his 59 and um, really, really awesome to watch. And uh, I don't know whether it, if it's a psychological change within the pros that they're able to manage the ability to win back-to-back or win. Very very close, uh, you know, with only a week in between victories. Um, you know, Stenson did it there before the Open Championship. Jason Day won a silly amount of tournaments last year, so it's um. Wonder whether it's something we're seeing awful lot, a bit more of people winning back to back weeks or winning two out of three weeks. And um, they're holding their form and
1: they're they're utilizing it to get wins, not just good top fives. But I I think half the difficulty with the back to back wins when we look back at, at tigers great runs where he'd go three, four weeks as winning tournaments. They were playing three or four weeks in a row. Now Mm -hmm. the problem is that you have the pros. They might play two weeks and they stop for a week, or they play for, you know, a week and then they take two weeks off. They're not playing back to back weeks. You know, they might play they might win two tournaments in a row, but Mm -hmm. it won't be back to back because there doesn't seem to be, especially in the 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 top twenty, top fifty, they're looking at all of that schedule and saying, well, I'm going to play the Shell Houston in the lead-up to the Masters. I'm going to play, so I'll play two weeks or three weeks, but I'm not going to play four weeks in a row. So everything is so scheduled now that they're... Like, Tiger this week is going off to Dubai, though I was listening to Gary Murphy earlier on in the week who was saying, you know, he should have just gone down the road and just started practicing and be ready to play the next tournament in America rather than traveling halfway around the world for a big appearance fee he should have just played away enjoyed you know three or four weeks in america and see where he's at he's got a brand to rebuild though and he's
0: now got he's now got sponsorship uh with taylor made so he has responsibilities to his sponsors and his own tw brand or and his foundation so i understand why he's over in dubai there's a there's a lot of benefits on the financial and business side of things for him to be there and he's there in a private jet like it's not
1: but at which at which, point, him, like. but on, at which point when you're on the road back, I can understand that twelve months down the line, you're you've played two tournaments in the last what two years basically, and um, you missed the cut last week, and mm-hmm. um, which is probably not the worst thing in the world for me. It gets an easy two day start into it. No, no, that, and that's fair enough. But when does the golf be the priority rather than the foundation? Taylor Made. He doesn't need to have mm-hmm. gone to Taylor Made. He didn't. He hasn't got a financial requirement to go to Dubai. Yes. I'm sure he will get just as much exposure and just as much wherever he plays this week. I just wonder whether or not, and I I famously said on this podcast many years ago that I think he needs to shut up and play golf. I'm not sure about the shut up bit because in fairness he's not talking like he was three years ago Mm. when he started this. But I think he shouldn't go to Dubai just for the financial side, which is what you're suggesting, that that's, there's the benefit of him going. It's a golf, I think it's should, a golf side as well. Like. but if it, the, the, I'm not sure there is a golf side to it. You're, you, they all talk about jet lag. They all talk about going around the world. Yeah, it's on a private jet, but he still has all of the travel to do. He'll have all the media to do. Would it not be better for Tiger this week... Just to be playing in the next tournament in the US. In the waste the next, management. Yeah, next one or two tournaments in the US, and then see where he's at. Um, I, I Dubai don't. will come again. Like yeah. that's that's and there's many opportunities, especially Look, on Saturdays. He's, and Sundays the, he's there now, Easter there's nothing for.
0: we can do. About it. I don't see that the waste management will be the worst thing in the world. A bit of a fun atmosphere might relax him a bit. Who knows? But um, he's there now, and we'll see what happens. He's not playing five weeks in a row. He's playing four out of five. So he is giving himself a break. He's you know, he's testing the body. He's taking a break. He's testing the body. I'm sure he's going to give himself the right breaks coming up to uh, Augusta. But I think he's just testing out what his limits are early in the season. And uh, it's, I don't think it's the worst idea. I mean we'll see, we'll see we'll see what I'm, happens i'm
1: hopeful in 2017 we're talking less about tiger woods and more about people like alex noren and people who are coming through rather than there's another always, one who went on a savage run you know, of wins and that's the that's the point you know yeah. you're looking at a top 10 world uh, rankings at the moment you know justin thomas and um, you know patrick reed is there Sergio, will Sergio this year? Can he really? Is it there for? I hope you know, we're
0: talking about Tiger Woods this year. But in terms of good
1: performances, challenging for wins, and not just not just participating in a tournament. And that's the point that yeah. he is. We're talking about it for golf reasons rather than it's Tiger Woods. Mm. Um, where I think if it was Russell Knox who was coming back, for instance, just to take it because I'm looking at his name here. If he went off injured and was coming back, we might take two minutes to think about it. And then you move on. I just I think it's great for the game. I'm delighted he's back. I like Tiger. I, I genuinely do. I know that people on Twitter seem to think I don't. I actually do like Tiger. I just don't like the obsession that we give to him over other players. And um, someone like Russell Knox, top twenty, you know, WGC winner last year at the HSBC over in China. And. Um, a guy like that, can you see him? Who who out of the, the field that we're talking about do you think might have one of those great 2017 seasons that maybe listeners aren't, maybe either in America or Europe, are, are not necessarily au fait with a name? Oh, thanks that, for that. <laughs> um, like with a Matthew Fitzpatrick, you know, could you see a Matthew Fitzpatrick? Or actually, I'll tell you, that was uh, nice of him Sh- to play. Sh- Sh-
0: Sh- nice of him to play shit for us in the Ryder Cup and then go and win <laughs> in yeah, the exactly. final series.
1: Wait, to put, i will say right, Seamus Power, mm-hmm. Irish lad, represented Ireland at the Olympics. So over in the US, has been playing very, very well, you know, and and is making a lot of cuts. Is, is getting top twenties, top 15s. Having a little bit of the Paul Duns at the moment seems to have kind of one bad round of the weekend, which fast. sets him down yeah. a
0: bit. Start fast and then doesn't, yeah, because has that poor round on the Sunday or the but Saturday. But somebody
1: like somebody like I think Beefy Johnson has gone to just he's going to explode over in America. I think they already love him, and I think he's going to be one of the big successes of twenty seventeen. Not necessarily for anything he does on the golf course in terms of winning, losing, but just generally, I think he's going to be loved by the crowds and. You know, how can you not think that's a great thing for the BJ Tour? Like, to oh, I think that's, more what, I think color. It's, brilliant. it's awesome.
0: I love. It. I, I would
1: like to see uh, him and Shane Lowry in a, you know, two-ball. Because <laughs> I'd say the two of them would just spend the whole day talking about food. It would be great if you could get them. I'd love to see Beefy Johnson mic'd up for one of the tournaments. <laughs> yeah. I'd say it would just be brilliant. Uh, I'm not going to let you off uh, on that. I'm on picking a, a name. You know, somebody like, uh, what about Wieschberger? Like, would he be somebody nah. who? Are we talking European tour or PGA tour? Like, usually uh, anybody free you rein. think anybody you think that in 2017 might come from the pack? Like, for instance, I'm not sure how many people maybe from the US would have been too au fait with Danny Willett. Yeah, you know, this time last do you know, year,
0: do you know who I do think has a big win in him? It might not be a major, but it could be a WGC. I think Rafa Cabrera Bello has a big win in him. He, not everybody will know him but a lot of people will from his performance in the WGC match play last year and well, you know he's, he's possibly a, the Ryder Cup and the Ryder Cup as well um, but he put on a really good show on that and he was pretty solid in the Ryder Cup as well actually do <laughs> no, no, say it, but,
1: <laughs> um, so he's he maybe slightly more known I think to he, people he,
0: yeah but he's still a little bit under the radar I think, I think a lot of US people might have oh I heard of that guy but
1: I, I, think, I think you've got a really good shout there because I think he's got all the attributes mm. to be really really good and consistent he also seems to have an incredibly good at, at attitude and you know when you see interviews yeah. he's happy to you know I, 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 something popped up on on the inevitable facebook feed which just seems to be either donald trump or golf these days uh and um, be careful about your likes i know yeah um one of the 50% is a definite like. Um, but when you when you go through it, uh, you know, you can see these videos with him. And like, he plays along with the joke, you know, there. He's mm-hmm. laughing. He's a part of it. And I think, you know, when we talk about Beefy Johnson and his uh, his a- attitude, I think Rafa cabrera is one of those guys who yeah. has the right attitude. I think will engage with the crowds, particularly in America, which I think, is more required than perhaps in, in Europe. And I just think that he's the kind of guy and then has the game to just phenomenal From guy to
0: superb golf. golf game and he's he's been playing very well recently. Um I kinda of have him on my short list for this week. We'll see how he goes. I, I just feel he has something how big, big, big bigger would in Sergio
1: him. be if he goes and wins. Do
0: <laughs> you know what Sergio's such a decent you know, a decent guy on the face but He'd probably be delighted for his friends. I mean inside he'd be pissed off, obviously, but Whose fault is it that Sergio hasn't won a major? Sergio's fault. So well, poor Harrington. That's, <laughs> That's quite a, a few, probably. A, a little bit, I guess. But um, yeah, look, that Raph is my Rafa's my kind of pseudo sleeper uh, shout for the year. Uh, I look, I, watch the quality of the Web.com Tour graduates and the PGA Tour wouldn't shock me if any of them won on tour this year. They're just so prepped and ready to be right up there at the top of the leaderboard and winning. It's it just don't, wouldn't shock me at all. Um, Justin Thomas will win again this year for sure. He's got a freaking ridiculous game, and the confidence he'll have had from those that little uh, trip two week bender in Hawaii, just destroying golf courses. Um, he's he's gone up he's gone up a gear. Um, I think. Well, I think he, him, he, he, his next his next step is to really get in the mix in the major and really feel it. and And he might get over the line when he when he's in there. He might not, but it's all adding to his experience and. He's he's got a, he's got all
1: sorts of potential. The one thing I want to see this year, regardless of what name it is, mm. I'd like to see all four majors with at least three or four people within spitting distance of each other. Come the Sunday, you know that. Oh yeah, that that is You know, like you say, you well, want to see not, these if guys. If it's not a duel like a Henrik and Phil all-time thing. Then you want you want a few people.
0: Knocking, throwing punches. I, I'm, at I'm each happy other.
1: for that to happen, but mm-hmm. I, I want you know because I think that can happen in the final group anyway. There's no reason why you know we can't have the kind of the Greg Normans and the Nick Faldo kind of moments every year. Like you know, if you're in the last group of a major, it should be a ding dong. And um, whether or not, I think that it depends on the personality. I think we just got a, like an absolute perfect storm that. Phil was more than happy to fire everything at, at the pins on that, those two days. And I think Henrik Stenson was like, whatever you can do, I can do. So, yeah. you know, let's, yeah. let's just go toe-to-toe here. I might just go watch that again. Um, ultimately, I suppose, you know, it, it's been an interesting over the last couple of uh, weeks. There have been a few real changes. Um, we kind of touched on it earlier. We'll come back and look at it in much greater detail over the next few weeks. Um, because I think today we just wanted to have a quick overview of 2017. Uh, no Ryder Cup, obviously, this year. Barry, uh, other than the Masters, which you'll say is the one you're looking forward to most, but that's only because it's the next one. Is there anything <laughs> in 2017 that, that kind of stands out for you as the the one that you're kind of going, yeah, that's... I'm looking forward to seeing, the,
0: seeing Aaron Hills for the US Open. Um, I haven't seen it before, so i like i like I like the little bits and pieces I've heard about it, so I'm looking forward to that and Paulrick harrington goes back to Birkdale, uh yeah. venue of one of his victories so that'll be interesting to see if that kind of get, gets him to flash back to that the that sort of form that won him a major you never know and saw so what darren did a couple of years ago you know winning at that age and you saw Phil's performance last year, so we know that this um Age that, that advanced age or mid-40s isn't a barrier to winning in a tournament such as the Open Championship, so, uh, so it's a wide-open wide event for a, a lot of guys who might not be in contention or able to contend in the, the long courses like Augusta or Aaron Hills, which can apparently be
1: stretched to 8,000 yards. Nice, um, not not one that I'll be interested in playing. I'm looking forward to this Rolex series. I'm looking forward Great to kind shape. of the, the, the sw- especially the swing around kind of the 146th Open Championship in Burghdale. It's effectively you know, like swing, right? Yeah, and it's it's what we've been talking. You know, obviously the Dubai uh, Duty Free Irish Open uh, up in Port Stewart. It's going to be two weeks before. Then we've got the Asset Management Scottish Open the well, week before, and I, then... Let's not forget the Open to France as well. well which and the is, Open to France. Which is an, you well, know. As, as close to an inland links as you'll find, or the way
0: it plays, yes. So you
1: have that lovely kind of oh, you know three three four weeks of just nothing but pure links at a time when Lynx courses are absolutely at their prime, mid, mid-July, kind of through July and early August.
0: Bravo, congratulations, and well done to the European Tour. It's a fantastic idea, this Rolex series. And to line up those Lynx courses in that order before the Open Championship is something we've been advocating for as long as we've been on this show, and we're thrilled to see it happen. And the other great thing about the link this uh, Rolex series is it gives these marquee events a kind of a prestigious, it, it bumps the European Tour up a level, I think.
1: It well, gives, $7 million gives it that, dollars yeah. is, is now for, you know, over those Three four weeks, uh, you know, all of them are going to be seven million dollars at minimum, and I think uh, the
0: Italian Open towards the end of the season, and then of course uh, the the final three events of the the year: the Turkish Airlines, the Ned Bank, and the DP World Tour Championship. So um, and we shouldn't a miss the BMW
1: uh, PGA that's at not the start uh, in, on May twenty fifth, which is is the other one of that that series. I think it's going to be great. I think you are going to see a caliber player, especially at the Irish Open, which has been phenomenally supported by, by top class players particularly over the last few years with Rory getting back involved this is going to be absolutely perfect for a lot of players who are going to come over who don't want to play the week before mm. the Open but they want to pay, play you know top quality field top quality course and I think the Irish Open I'm, I'm going to hopefully go up to it this year I'm, just no, I'm it's not gonna be, to go. it's going to just be one of those weekends yeah. that To you hear that European tour we want passes yeah uh. <laughs> For sure. No, I
0: can't wait for it. I think it's great. And you've got double pulling power now with Rory calling his fa- calling in favours with his friends on tour to get them over to play the Irish Open. And you have the If that doesn't get them, then the prize money as well is attractive enough to get these big boys over. So and and it's, they're
1: all now doing the quid pro quo because they all have their own foundations trying to do their own work. So they... You know, it's a good system. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, personally, I think we might see Tiger up at Port Stewart this year, but we'll hold back and see what happens um, we'll tweet him and ask him um, you yeah you better tweet him I don't yeah. think I think I'm blocked <laughs> um, so look the last week's uh, events the LPGA were at the Pure Silk Bahamas Classic Ocean Golf Club in Paradise Island in the Bahamas uh, Brittany Lincoln wins in a playoff with a birdie on the first playoff hole defeating Lexi Thompson um, thank you Barry for putting that on the agenda because I didn't know um, the European Tour uh, the commercial bank Qatar Masters was in Doha and um, I'm gonna Do you want me to take it? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I've decided this year you're doing all European tour because that's where most of the names uh, that I can't say come from. Uh, I'm going to go with Jung Hung
0: Wang and make beg your pardon? There we go. I'm going to keep keep my focus here. He won his third European tour title so this this is really impressive. He won back-to-back weeks last year. There's another one who did it. He won the trophy Hassan du- and the Afrasia Bank Mauritius Open, and this is his third European Tour title in his 29th event. So what a, what an explosion onto tour! And the only people who have completed this feat ahead of him were Seve and Matteo Manassero. So he's in uh, he's in seriously good company there. Um, really did very well in kind of tough enough conditions. I caught a little bit of the highlights and a little bit of live here and there. Um, Birdie was it? in his first playoff hole. I think if, if I'm wrong on that, correct me. But don't. Uh, don't hold me to it.
1: Um, well, yeah. people can do that on the on the Twitter. Don't,
0: uh, don't hurt me, guys. Um,
1: a good, a do- good talk golf. Yeah. Uh,
0: what can you say? The guys guys in uh, guys in a happy place right now. Three wins and uh, twenty nine events.
1: Yeah, and then the PGA Tour, as we touched on earlier, was the Farmers Insurance Open in Torrey Pines in San Diego, California, and uh, John Ram won his PGA Tour event. Uh, his first uh, with a spectacular 65 uh, final round including 30 on the back nine with two eagles including a wonderful 60 footer on the 18th to win by three shots and we were asked earlier about John Rann and this is a guy who he's Spanish he's European we can have him for the Ryder Cup well if if he takes his membership to the European Tour if he does (laughs) Um,
0: yeah well and we we can get to that in a few minutes now. The the whole Ryder Cup changes for the European Tour qualification, but this this guy they were, they were talking him up all last year in the events that he was playing, and you could see he had some serious game. He had some he had some problems, but that's just you know nerves getting you know getting used to tour. But holy crap, what a way to finish an event and a really prestigious one at Torrey Pines. I mean that is some to bogey his first hole and then to go eight under from then on in, including you know the thirty on the back nine with the two eagles. Absolutely sensational way to grab a tournament win, and once once that eagle went in, nobody was getting close to him.
1: Uh, and I think really that's, really impressive. That that's the you know to see guys, it's easy. Uh, well, it's never easy to win, but it's easier to win if you're miles ahead come Sunday mm. and you can kind of coast around and everybody else has to yeah. kind of... You can hit to the middle of the green on sure. every hole. To see a guy do what he did on Sunday, to go and win the tournament mm. rather than just defend it, if that makes sense, if yeah, you can absolutely. the difference of it, shows that he's got a difference... By him against other players that mm. shows me that he's got something that means he can go on and win a lot more tournaments down the line. Yeah, um, you just
0: gotta love that go it attitude, and whether it's youth or confidence or whatever, it's uh, it's really cool <laughs> to see.
1: Let's um, yeah, let's just keep just keep watch. Well, let's let's have a look ahead for next week's tournaments, and the LPGA are taking a break until uh, the 16th of February, with the Women's Australian Open being the returning event. The European Tour is at the Omega Dubai Desert Classic at the Emirates Golf Club in the UAE. 7,328 yards, par 72 in the desert. And as we touched on earlier, this is Tiger's return to this side of the uh, the pond. And uh, Henrik Stenson's leading the betting at 6-1. Rafa Cabrera-Belo, who we spoke about as well earlier, 18-1. Sergio, 20-1. Tyrrell Hatton, 20-1. Thomas Peters... Uh Wiesberger, Martin Keimer all twenty fives to one, uh Matthew Fitzpatrick, Lee Westwood, Tiger Woods, kind of thirties, thirty-threes and kind of out from there. Danny Willett, thirty-five to one, guy who knows how to win round right here, Andy Sullivan, thirty-five to one. A- anybody in in that field, Gray McDowell there, um 45 to 1, a guy who kind of really does need to have a pretty decent uh, 2017 just for his own mental health, I'd say, than anything else. Yeah, he
0: needs to knock off a few top 10s for sure. Like, he doesn't need to win, but certainly he wants to get a few consistent performances together. Um,
1: He's pretty far down the world rankings, top 100, but he's not getting into any WGCs without a few uh, uh, fast-moving moments over the next number of weeks. Um, Betting, you know... People can look back on the podcast that we talked about betting previously, but are you planning on betting in this? Is, is it something that tickles your fancy? And if so, who?
0: I haven't fully investigated it, no. I was doing more thinking about the, the, the week of the, on the show than actually having a look at bets. But like I said, um, Rafa cabrera Bayo is one of my fancies for the year and he's playing very well at the moment. Um, so I might have a little flutter on him.
1: Um, The Waste Management, Phoenix Open at the TPC Scottsdale Stadium course in Arizona. It's the 7,261 yard par 71. I suppose this is most famous for the famous stadium hole on the 16th. Uh, There will be no throwing of items into the crowd again this year uh, due to the insurance issues over in the States. However, it is a great hole and it's great, a bit of fun and hopefully... um, you know, I think between the there's a great time lapse video on uh, on the on the PGA Tour website at the moment building that stadium. Oh yeah, it uh, sounds cool. well nice. worth having a look at. Uh, the betting for this is Jordan Spieth is leading it at eight to one, Matsuyama ten to one, Justin Thomas twelve to one. Then last week's winner twenty to one, Phil Nicholson, twenty two, Brooks Koepka twenty eight with Ryan Moore and Bubba Watson. Ricky Fowler and Patrick Reed at thirty three to one j b Holmes Harris, Harris English at forty to one Tony Finnew and Brendan Steele at forty to ones as well uh, Tony is a guy who clearly is in a bit of form and um, you know at forty to one might not be too too far away from a decent shout um, I have a call for this this week oh well let's let's hear
0: it so this I love how this tournament has its own. Really unique identity. It's like it's a party tournament. It's got the highest attendance on tour. They have this coliseum at the 16th. There's a fun atmosphere in the place all week long. And there's a guy who kind of stands out for me as really embracing that kind of fun atmosphere and just loving it out there. And it's Pat Perez. He's a lot of people might recognize him from his really long hair, which I think he said he's going to be cutting because it's getting too long and blowing in his face, but. He's the kind of guy who kind of just thrive on that um, charged up, fun atmosphere. So uh, I'm going to have a little go at Pat Perez, and he's 45 to one on the bookmaker that is Paddy Power. I'm sure you he's available longer odds if you look across the market or onto the Betfair exchange. So uh, that's that's where I'm going this week.
1: Uh, Andrew Beef Johnson is uh, 150 to one. If anybody's just keeping an eye on people who might uh, revel in the atmosphere of the. uh, of it Um so look barry i suppose it's 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 great to be back and uh you know it really is now the start of 2017 which is great and the golfing season and um, if anybody wants to get in contact with us the twitter handle is a good talk golf the email is a good talk spoiled com. i suppose it's just sorry we've been gone for so long we're back mm-hmm. we will be back you can start making sure to to find us you know every tuesday wednesday on your on your itunes download or or all of the other ones which you i got us back i right got you. us back on the
0: android store and yeah i'm going to try put it out in more places uh, to give to spread our word around the world you know
1: lovely well look if anybody does like what they hear give us a rating on iTunes let us know any feedback if there's any aspect to the show over 2017 you'd like us to include or a segment or, or, or segment or you know we did look back previously at ways we did it where we had discussions on certain topics we might you know if people want that let us know we'll, we'll certainly look at things in greater detail so that just leaves me to, to wrap up episode 126 by thanking you guys the listeners and thank you Barry thanks thank you James and, uh, we will talk to you most definitely next week.
0: Bye, bye, Well, you're fine. Bye-bye.